dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. And here we are to talk about that on the Resistance broadcast. Hi, everybody. I'm John. That's James Bainey. And we are... I don't know who that was, but it wasn't Palpatine. (laughs) No, it was not. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. oh right yeah. it's like land if lando and palpatine blended together or something i don't know yeah but uh we are here to talk Land- about palpatine but not in the way that people are used to which is always oh, back again i don't believe it we're actually gonna speculate on the early days that have yet to been told in canon anyway uh we're gonna talk about the potential of a prequel Palpatine series. How did the most evil person in Star Wars get to be where we find him and meet him in The Phantom Menace where he's already entrenched in the Senate and his plan is already underway? So uh, we will get to that in a bit. But James, before we do that, uh, you got that old school retro Star Wars shirt rocking right now. Now, who's on that thing? I see Boba Fett. I see... Visions. Oh, it is That's Visions? the characters from Visions, yeah. Why is Boba Fett on there? Because he's in that episode of Visions. Which one? I don't remember that he's in there. Episode two, the one where they're like in a rock band. Boba Boba Fett is coming to. Yeah, Boba Fett is coming to claim the bounty on like the hut drummer. Oh, yes, that's right. That's cool. Yeah, nice. Very good. Um, Okay, now before we get to the show, James, I would be remiss if I didn't thank our patrons at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Uh, your support means a great deal to us. Um, and our tiers start at just five bucks. We have a lot of exclusive content over there. Uh, we did a live unboxing last week of Ahsoka stuff. Uh, we have commentaries, live streams. We have a Discord server. Uh, bi-monthly calls with our patrons where we just hang out and chat. We do Q&As where you ask us about anything. A lot of content, including bonus episodes as well. So check it out. Head to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash resistance broadcast. And check out the tiers. Uh, If you're able to support us, sign up, find a tier that works for you. And it means a great deal to the three of us. It really does. So thank you. Um, Now, James... It's back. We took a little hiatus from one of the more popular segments on TRB, but it is the return of our blind friend, Cheered Imwe. I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. It's good to hear your voice, old friend. It's it's good to see you. (laughs) He's like, I don't know what that's like. (laughs) Yeah, I can't picture you. Um... No, it, it's it's good to bring the Will of the Force segment back to the show. Um, this is one of our favorites. We do it almost every week. We just spice in a one with the Force every once in a while. Um, and uh, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, we've probably got a couple other segments we could probably toss around a little bit. A little like Chosen One, which happened yes. one time. <laughs> we did that segment yes. once. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think we have an opportunity we could do it. But not this week, guys. Because this is the segment where we pitch questions. We have to decide whether something will or will not happen in the Star Wars galaxy or 
duo galaxy at this point. Um, some of the questions come to us from the resistance officers who are on Patreon. So we're going to get it kicked off with a question from one of those patrons. This one specifically coming from Commander Ryan Wara. Ryan sent us over the question, will there be a season two of Ahsoka or will Ahsoka season one act as the prequel and lead up directly to Filoni's upcoming movie. John, I'm going to start it off right away, and I'm going to say there will be a second season of Ahsoka. Oh, interesting take, because I agree. All right, because in in my opinion, I feel like they wanted to get ahead of a lot of things, and they announced that Dave Filoni movie is coming, but I really honestly think that it has no release date. It has no goal. I think right now what they want to do is they want to just see um, what do we need to maybe build up something cool? We're not there yet, right? Let's start working on all these ideas. Let's start leading that direction. Let's get Mando season four leading in that direction. Let's get Skeleton Crew maybe leaning in that direction. Let's get... um, well, darn, that's pretty much the only shows we have <laughs> because I don't see Book of Boba Fett coming back. But with Ahsoka's success, you got to think, let's do more of the Jedi stuff. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think I think that Ahsoka season three or season two makes uh, a lot of sense. And I think they already sort of knew it because they gave us that thing where it said season one. Um and I, I think they've been planning for it, but they really want they they don't want to promise. They don't want to say Ahsoka, a new series that's coming. We're going to be doing multiple seasons. They're right now. They're playing all of their cards close to their chest. What do you What do you think about Ahsoka season two, though? Yeah i I know when they initially announced Ahsoka, it was advertised and presented to us by Kathleen Kennedy as a limited series um, back when it was announced on December 10th, 2020. But I think a lot of things have changed since then. I don't think when that series was announced, there was an idea of Dave Filoni doing a movie. Um, So I think a lot of things have evolved in the last few years. Um, And I think Ahsoka is one of those. So I agree there will be a second season of Ahsoka. I don't know whether that's going to be the last thing right before Filoni's movie um, or if it'll be the Mandalorian. The only reason why I think it could be Ahsoka is because if it's Dave Filoni writing and directing the movie, he's the showrunner of Ahsoka, where Favreau is the showrunner of uh, Mando, and uh, I believe also uh, Skeleton Crew. Uh, so, and Robert Rodriguez did Boba Fett, but like you said, I don't know that we're getting more Boba Fett. Um, so. But either way, the the short answer is, yeah, I do think we're getting a second season of Ahsoka. Um, The only question mark is what they end up doing with Balin Skull, which, you know, we'll find out tomorrow night whether that character lives or dies. Wow, crazy. You know, you bring up a good point that when Ahsoka was announced, it was back in 2020. And when Dave Filoni was announced as directing a movie, it was 2022. So when they, you know, when they drop those words, it's a limited... Oh, it was 2023. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It was this year. Yeah, I was. Yeah, for some reason, I was thinking it was the most recent, which would have been last year's celebration. But um, no, yeah, 2023. So it's been three years since they announced it as a limited series. So things have probably already changed. And 
good on them for not at this point, they haven't announced Ahsoka season two, but it seems like at this point, this is another one of those things where it could sort of green light that idea. Um, hopefully it did well during the writer strike and everything like that. So, you know, to get it that boost that it needs to get greenlit. Yeah. And if there's not uh, a end credit scene in Ahsoka, which who knows there may or may not be, I could see them putting some sort of text like, Ahsoka will return for a second season in 2025. You know, something. but hear me out. What if, what if it said, Star Lord will return in? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not bad. And it's like everybody's Anything like, possible? what? Yeah, <laughs> crossover, right, right. huge <laughs> crossover. <laughs> um, all right, let's get to another question here for Will the Force. This one is. Will Ezra Bridger have no choice but to wield his lightsaber once again in the Ahsoka finale? So again, John, you alluded to it. We're getting this tomorrow, but now is our last chance to speculate on Ezra possibly using a lightsaber once again. What do you think? So I don't want to go back on what I said on TRB Live, which was I think Ezra will use a lightsaber again but I don't think it's yet. I think they want to make us wait for that and they want the payoff to be bigger than good to see you again, Ezra, and do everything you've ever done before. So I think he will not use it yet. They may tease it again where it's on the ground and he could grab it, but someone else grabs it. I think they're going to wait either for that movie or maybe a second season of Ahsoka. Uh, So I don't think just yet. So I'm going to say no for right now. I also agree. Oh, I think that, uh, yeah, I think that uh, Ezra Bridger had a perfect moment of clarity in the last episode for the fans, not for himself, but for the fans. When Sabine says, take the saber and he goes, nope, give it to you. It's not my saber. It's your saber. And that was, um, the thing fans need to hear to sort of clarify that situation. Uh, That's no longer Ezra Saber. So therefore that character doesn't use that Saber. Um, And that makes me think that, you know, while at the end of the day, I still think he's a Jedi. I still think he would use a Saber. You know, I don't think he's like against that now. It's not like he tossed it to the side or anything. Um, So I think he will get a lightsaber back um in the future but i don't think that he's going to be using it in the very next episode the finale i don't think he would even have time to like you know build another one or anything you know it just just doesn't kind of make sense to the story i am curious though when he eventually does build it i assume it would also be green but if you remember he has already sort of done that luke journey where he uh, his first lightsaber was blue, and then he lost it. And when he came back in season three with a different lightsaber, it was green. So he has now um, tuned in more to the Force, and his Kyber uh, signaled that he was that type of a uh, of a Jedi. Uh, that it was a green saber. So I'm I'm assuming now at this point he would also still go green because he's not bad. But I'm curious if they were to give him a different color, what it would be. I, I, it surely is not blue again. Purple. That would be like sort of downgrading him. I know the purple is the one I'm, I'm wondering about. But what, what about, will it have a blaster on it? No. 
because the second one didn't. <laughs> but that all being said, I think we can move past that one. I don't think he's going to be using a lightsaber anytime soon. Um, yeah, we have another page. We have another patron submission. Um, this one's coming from one of our commanders. Commander Joey sent us the question, will Zeb Joey. and Callus? What? Oh, I just said, what's up, Joey? Oh, okay. Will Zeb and Callus be in the Ahsoka finale? Since I go first on this one, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say very similarly to the last one. I don't know where these characters are coming from. Um, it's always possible that there's like that end rescue, like, oh no, guess we're never getting out of here. And then do, 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 you know, the ship show up or whatever. And it's like, uh, do you need some assistance, you know, or whatever. But <laughs> I just, I don't know. I feel like you got to let our heroes like not get trapped and then picked up by friends on the side of the road. I feel like they got to do something that's going to get them out and they're going to save themselves and, I don't know, returning. I I just don't see it. I, I don't see either one of those characters, especially Callus. Like Zeb, maybe, because he's sort of around, but we just really don't know what Zeb what Callus is up to. But the way John the way John uh does this sometimes, I get the feeling that he knows things. <laughs> he's like, oh, I, I could see it. No, I know. Joey did. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if I incepted myself because putting the show notes together, but I did say pretty confidently in a tongue in cheek way on TRB live that Zeb and Callus are going to show up in the finale. And I'm sticking to that. Uh, Zeb and Callus will show up in a big moment in the finale for season one of Ahsoka bang. You said that. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. And, and the, <laughs> Is that, I say it because didn't you used to boom? Have you always uh, been bang? No, it used to be book it for a while. Uh, and then I went to bang. <laughs> uh, Maybe you did I don't know. There might've been yeah. booms in there. I don't know, but I think because we already saw Zeb and Mando, um, I think that was like the test run. And there's no reason to think why they wouldn't bring him back for something that he's more close to home with. Uh, I could see Carson Tava being involved with bringing him in because those two talked. Um, and I don't think Callus is too far from wherever Zeb is. Um, honorary Lassat, I don't know. But I think they both will show up in the finale tomorrow night. And if I'm wrong, then everyone please remind me that I was wrong in my guess. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know there, you know, there's a, not a wild card, but sort of a, um, elephant in the room on the fact that Zeb is like a full CG character and like the budget of like having that character around. Like, I know we're talking about him just showing up, you know, so it's not that big of a deal, but I'm always wondering like, what is the longevity of that character being like in the movie and being in like, uh, Rangers of the new Republic, if they ever pick that up with Carson, you know, as like a, a prominent character. And I'm always like, man, that sounds awesome. And it sounds totally logical, but also elephant in the room. It's a CG character. What are the chances that it's just like, they keep him out of the mix for the sheer sake of like 
budget, you know? That's like, it's did so we, much to put that character together. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did they, I forget, did they confirm whether he's a full CG character or is it like sort of like Cad Bane was like uh, animatronic face with CG support? So I'm not really positive on how they executed My Zeb. My gut, having seen what I've seen or, and you know, maybe I saw something, but I, I believe that he is a full CG character because there's not like strong close-ups of his face or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I just well, think well, the way he was no. reacting felt CG more than um, stand in with CG elements, but let's uh, let's move on. So that's the first one we disagree on. Yes. Zeb and Callus, you say bang. I say no way. All right. <laughs> uh, last question here. Will Sab- Okay, so here's the list. Will Sabine, Ezra, Ahsoka, Hera, or Chopper appear at any point in Skeleton Crew? John, you get to go first. That's a long list. I'm going to say no to any of them. I don't think any of them are going to show up in Skeleton Crew. I don't know why I'm so strongly feeling that way, but something about all these shows, I feel like Mando has like the story clearance to bop around uh, and with Grogu in tow. But for some reason, Ahsoka just feels like it's its own entity where people can maybe hop in and visit Ahsoka, but I don't know about um, beyond her herself, these other characters branching out too far um i'd be happy to be wrong though uh i mean we did see ahsoka in mando and book of boba fett but again that's ahsoka i don't know about like these other characters and skeleton crew also feels like it's its own adventure with these kids and there's already a lot of characters I I don't know. I could see them running into Grogu and Mando maybe, but I don't know about these characters. So I'm leaning no, but I'm not 100% on it. I'm also going no. And part of my thing was I had a character that I have for the life of me completely forgotten, but I was like, there's someone who makes perfect sense to me that would show up in um, Skeleton Crew and I can't place who it is. I do know that what I might be thinking of is Hondo Anaka. He's been kicked around a little bit, and I thought Hondo would be a good character that you could, um, (laughs) that you could have in that same environment that we've already seen him with uh, Ezra, you know, and whatever happened to that guy, you know, there's 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 more to that story. Um, How much that does that character I mean, cost to make? <laughs> well, I don't know. They have a live action of him at uh, Got Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. No, they had him there on the opening day. Oh, they had him walking around? No, they had him be part of the opening ceremony. Like he was out there. Oh. There was a guy dressed up and he was him. It's weird that they don't have him walking around if they did that. But yeah, they right. did. They had like a guy dressed up as him, and he looked. I mean, it was fine. It looked like him. Um, Hondo, uh, to me, is a character that's around. It's probably around, and he says at the end of Rebels, like for that boy, I would do anything. So it's like, 
when Ezra comes back, you would got to think those two would get connected. Uh, you brought up a good point that we had all these speculations and never once did we say Hondo. It was, oh, it was our favorite Rebels moment. So it's like, but I mean, hey, that character still exists. I, you know, I wonder if there's any chance that when he comes home, he is greeted by Hondo. Like we get Hondo at the end of Ahsoka. And then that is the connection to Skeleton Crew, similar to what they did with the pirates in Mando. Is like, mm-hmm. oh, it showed up. In, the, the character showed up in he, in this show first, and it's a character that the general audience doesn't know. In our case, even the the bigger fans don't know because it was these pirate guys. But the point being is like they show up here, and then when you go over to the other show, you're like, oh wait, isn't that the same person from? Uh, the Ahsoka show. They were at the end of the Ahsoka. That's a guy, right? It's what's his name? Hondo. They're calling him, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, I think, uh, do you think there's any chance that that's a good spot for Zeb too? skeleton crew? Oh man. It's just, I me like Zeb. Of- Zeb is the one who rescues the kids and bring them, brings them back. That could be. Yeah. I, I like that there's so many possibilities now with all these different shows. It's, <laughs> it's becoming harder and harder to to guess Star Wars, where it used to be like, yeah, you got this one movie coming out, and let's, yep. you know, uh, yeah. Uh, let us know what you guys think in the comments of the video um, or on social media if you guys want to reach out to our um, our handle on any of the social media platforms, whether it's uh, Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or X or, you know what, you know what I mean? Uh, Let us know what you guys think about these particular will of the force questions. And then let us know what you think about our discussion because we're getting ready to get into it. Right, John? Let's go. Let's go, Lord Vader. Obi-Wan once thought as you do. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about it. So, as I opened the show, the dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities. Some consider some considered to be unnatural. Not everyone considers it to be unnatural. Some do. Uh, but the dark side of the force is also a, also a pathway to uh, bringing characters back in stories. Um, now, somehow, Palpatine could return, but not in the way that would make people's eyes roll. We get it. Some people are over Palpatine. Uh, our own Lacey being one of them. Uh, But origin stories are hit and miss. But for the most evil character in Star Wars history, it's big grand villain of all time. Finding out how Palpatine came to be, to me, is one of the most interesting and debatably most necessary origin stories we could get. So, James, let's just have some fun speculating on Maybe not necessary, necessarily whether we'll get a Palpatine series, but if they go that route and they say, we're going to tell this story, we're going to go for it. Young Palpatine, how he got entrenched with the Sith, how he met Plagueis. Was he always evil? Was he turned evil? Was he a good little boy? All that stuff. What would we want to see in a Palpatine prequel series? And how important would it be to the story of Palpatine? Because there's also the argument of, Original trilogy, Palpatine just kind of rolls up on us. They mention him in A New Hope. We see him briefly via message in Empire, and then he just shows up, and we're not sure where he came from or anything. And I get that. Sometimes that mystery is cool. I hope that mystery is preserved for a character like Yoda, because George Lucas always said, like, 
he's the one character who we're not going to explore and tell you who, where he's from, which I think they're putting too, you know, a little too much Yoda in these days. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think a young Palpatine series could work because we could see that evil from an early on standpoint, get the Plagueis relationship, see him kill Plagueis so that it adds a layer to that story he told Anakin about how he killed him, uh, see how he taught him almost everything he knew, uh, all that stuff, and see it play out. Um, and then at the end, maybe we could speculate on who we'd like to see play Palpatine. But what do you think about this? Hmm. Um, th- first off, any interest in in that story out of the gate? Palpatine, the college years? Um, or even Palpatine, yeah. the... The grammar school years, like, you know, (laughs) yeah, how, uh, yeah, that's one thought there is like, when you picture this, how young do you go? Because are you picturing, uh, teens or twenties or thirties? That's the thing. Like, do we want to see Palpatine with parents? Do we want to see him orphaned? You know, I bet if they do this, they use the opportunity to show you Palpatine when he was young and they do flashbacks, but then like the main character, whoever they bring on is going to be like mid twenties, late twenties, probably. I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mid mid or so. Um, This, uh, this story, it's interesting because it really does balance. um, It seems like an obvious show. It seems like a, a show that um, when they announce it, they could go, well, I could have called that back when Disney bought this thing, that we were eventually going to get this stuff. Um, and I wonder if it teeters on the, what you sort of what you were describing, the better to leave it a mystery um, or to uh, use this opportunity to give the fans what they really want and give us that that story of the uh, rise of that character. Um, and, and one other thought that I had with it was, um, I get, I, I, so I sort of lost it, but it just, I, I don't know. Some, something, something strange about, um, Oh, it was, I, sorry, <laughs> I'm all over the place. It was that uh, this would have been more welcome, I think, had they not done Palpatine for the sequel trilogy. I think that if we had killed off Palpatine and we haven't hadn't really seen him since Return of the Jedi, and then we had, you know, 30 years later, uh, the rise of a new force and it was Snoke and then maybe Snoke was killed, but Kylo Ren took over and then they had to defeat him and all this other stuff. Then I think then we're like, oh, that's that new era. But hey, anybody want to see Palpatine? We're doing young Palpatine, the rise of the, this person. Then I think the show would have absolutely been more welcome. And now the memes basically killed this idea um, it doesn't completely destroy it, but I think it's one of those things where like now when it's announced, it has way more of that. Of course that's coming. Of course they're going to do that. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know beyond the bubble of diehard Star Wars fans. And you bring this up a lot to your credit. Like, I don't know how big of a awareness or reach that meme is about Palpatine returning and stuff. 
Um, and I, uh, but I also, I'm not sure if how general fans care to know, you know, where the emperor came from. Um, the only thing I find interesting about it is because Palpatine is so fleshed out that original trilogy fans love him because he was the main villain that, you know, Darth Vader was able to turn to the light, so to speak, and be redeemed through the eyes of his son because the emperor existed. If Darth Vader was the main villain, that's a harder thing to do. Uh, he's the emperor. Everyone loves the emperor from the original trilogy, Return of the Jedi. And then the prequel kids love him too, because he's even more fleshed out in that one. You see the him planting the seeds and growing in the empire through all of his little plots. Um, and then of course, sequel trilogy, he returns. So he's been all over and he, he, he touches with each generation, which could be a good thing to say, now, whatever era you loved him in, we're going before that. And you'll see, you know, remember that story he told Anakin about Darth Plagueis the Wise and all stuff. How, do you want to see that in a 35 minute, 40 minute episode to end our series? You know, you want to see him kill Darth Plagueis and take the rightful seat as the lead of the Sith as he begins his search for his apprentice, which ends up being Anakin. You know, what if we see, and this is wild, but what if we see that as a yin to the yang, the balance of the force, Anakin purely born through the force with Shmi gets corrupted, but he's born purely as good. What if Palpatine was born the same way, but for the dark side? What if he has no father, just like, uh, Anakin, and that's how that pairing worked out. There's a lot of ways they can go mm. with it. Uh, I think what it comes down to is traditionally, like with anything, having a good story, having a story not to just do it, having a story that helps us understand Palpatine more, but I don't want it to be in a way where it's like that classic, well, he was a good kid and he got corrupted like Anakin, and then he's like, like, like bullies do. They get beat up at home, so then they go beat up the kid at school. I don't want Palpatine to be a kid who is corrupted. I like the idea of Palpatine being the ultimate evil because we need pure evil villains in anything. I like the idea of Palpatine being like a Michael Myers who was just born incarnate. Evil I was incarnate. just thinking that. Yeah. I was like, so so you would you would prefer that like just his entire life he was always doing bad things. And I I I hear you that I would not be interested. I'd be less interested. It's if they did it, I'd probably still think it was fine. It was cool. Um, but I would probably be less interested in a Palpatine story if in fact he was a good person that was being preyed on and you know, all that exactly. other stuff. However, however, I do think there's sort of a middle ground there where like Palpatine could be a good person, but could still choose poorly. You know what I mean? Um, like um, um, Breaking Bad or something like that. Like uh, um, now I can't think of it. <laughs> Why am I? I'm having a bad night with blanking on things. What's his name? Walter uh, it's White. Heisenberg, but it, Walter White. Yeah, Walter yeah. White corrupted himself. Yeah. He was nobody. He wasn't a good guy who was sort of brought into a situation uh, where he was uh, uh, put in that bad situation, and then eventually he was forced to do this and that. And that, and it's unfortunate that his life ended up that way because of all the bad things around him. I think what you could have is you could have Palpatine be sort of a 
likable serial killer sort of thing um, where he's he's getting involved in he's getting involved in politics and that's his life and he's choosing to do that and he's involved and he's he's meeting these people and um, maybe there's a love interest or something like that but when it really comes down to who are you in it for man you know like do the right thing he's like boop push the button and like people die and like they die behind closed doors and he doesn't get the blame he figures out a way to get out of it and it's like it i could see people enjoying watching that character what's what's the i'm assuming because i've never watched the show what's the there's another show where there's a serial killer who's killing the other bad guys dexter um what is it dexter Dexter yeah like something like he's clearly bad because he's murdering people but for some reason people enjoy watching the show because maybe he's uh an interesting enough character that they're um they're they're enjoying to watch him make the bad decisions because it's cool it's fun to watch him like choose the wrong side and see victory from it yeah tv shows do that a lot like the Sopranos, your main protagonist, you're rooting for a mob boss, you know, right. Sons of Anarchy, you're rooting for an outlaw biker club that kills people. You know, you, they, they make your protagonist the good guy, but they still are bad people in, if they were transported into real life. Um, with Palpatine, I'm, though, I, I'm not trying I'm, to make him a good guy. That's, no, that's maybe where my comparison to Dexter was wrong because Dexter, I think, is trying to do the right thing, if I'm not mistaken. My thing is like I uh, more closely related to Walter White where like his selfishness and his like desire for power is ultimately the true thing that he actually loves and your is going anger after. And, your and he'll make the power have already done that. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I think yeah. he's a self-fulfilling prophecy where like he just feeds on getting to the next level but people like to see him succeed in that somehow maybe the people that surround him are also kind of crappy people i don't know yeah i I think i think they would have to tread lightly with any form of uh a sympathetic nature to the character so right a a weird comparison but i don't want to i also don't want to see like a grinch thing like the Jim Carrey movie where like the, he just got, he got picked on a lot and then he became like a bad guy. Exactly. Like, I don't want to see yeah. Palpatine get bullied. And then he's like, I'm going to show you like, I yeah, just I don't want either. to see, like, I really think Michael Myers is the best comparison because they even, they don't even call Michael Myers a person anymore. They call him the shape. They call him just the, the, the spirit of evil incarnate. And I think that's what Palpatine is. And I think that's what star Wars actually has been missing with villains beyond him because it seems like every other villain they've come up with either is the grandkid or son of somebody and needs to, who was good and went bad and needs to go good again. Or it's someone who's bad, but they also have you understand their point of view or they, they need to be redeemed where Palpatine, it was never that way ever. He's been evil since we first met him. He died evil. And that's the beauty of him as the greatest star Wars villain. So I think they're go- they they need to keep that pattern secure because you can't take a villain who we've known now for 40 years over decades and decades of in storytelling and 
flip the script on us and be like, well, believe it or not, he started as a good student. He had pets. He had a caring mother. And then something happened and it made him evil. This Plagueis right. guy I showed just, up. Yeah, I don't want that. And said, come hang out with me. So I think he has to start evil from the get-go. Because of that, they probably can't start him as a very young kid. Uh, I know they did that with Halloween. But this day and age, I think people are, especially Disney, they don't want to show a, 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 that evil of a little kid. So maybe you're right. Maybe they start teenager Palpatine and go from there. Um, but it's very possible we 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 would see that that young version of him because I think when we see him in Phantom Menace, he's around like 50 years old or so. So I think he yeah in Return of the Jedi, he's like in his 80s. So if you take it back 30 or 40 years, then you're in between whatever we get from Acolyte, which it'd be cool if we get a little flavor of Plagueis in that. And Phantom Menace, sort of right chalk in the middle there. High Republic's done. It's a nice open spot. Uh, you don't have to, you know, you're not going up against any other stories. Um, and I think that would be interesting. And I think you have enough of a story to tell, whether it's a six episode or eight limited series. Because uh, I wouldn't want this to be like a five season thing. You know, a, a limited series to show how he became who he is. And maybe you could end it with a de-aged, you know, McDarmid running for Senate or whatever, you know, on, on Naboo and just have it nicely flash forward to go right into Phantom Menace. But with the Plagueis thing, like that's very interesting to all of us. And I know there's the James Lucino uh, Legends novel. Uh, I haven't read it, but people have said they really enjoy it. Did you read it? Nope. Yeah. So they they could borrow stuff from that, but ultimately he laid out what, how that story ends. So I think it would be cool to see that relationship and uh, how he sort of takes over. Now, my question to you is, if they tell the story and say it's a limited series, six episodes, eight episodes, whatever, would you want that story to end with his killing Plagueis? Or would you want that to happen like midway through and then see what he does to begin his plotting? Or even would you want him to see Plagueis, him kill Plagueis early on and get an even more fleshed out version of how he plans his takeover? Well, I kind of had a thought on this and I was thinking maybe I would bring it up sort of towards the end. Like, well, how does this make sense? But I think this is a good spot maybe to talk about it. So let me back up before I answer that question. Let me back up a little bit further. I have a feeling that the Acolyte is the Mandalorian for this era. I think that if the Acolyte is successful and they can convey that these characters are cool and you want to learn more about what's going on at this time, they can do Acolyte season two, then they can do other show season two and they can, you know, or, or season one, and then they can bring in this thing and it can sort of build in this era where they have this little sandbox. And with that, you could have your big bad being Plagueis and potentially even lead up to a bigger, more produced uh, Palpatine show um, in the next 10 years. You know what I mean? Like give us the time to get to that point, but we'll, we'll see it coming and accept it more. Like, like I think going back to my original point of it being 2020 and they're like, we're really interested in the past. That's why we're doing Palpatine, the series. It would be a little bit too like, of course they are. 
But mm-hmm. I think like if you give us the Acolyte and then you give us Acolyte season two and the other show and the other thing and Plagueis and you're hearing the names, now all of a sudden you're starting to get excited. They're like, I hope they do Palpatine. I hope they're leading us to that era, that time frame, because now that I see this world and what they've done over here, how cool would it be if one of the characters or one of the tools that we have in the storytelling is the OG bad guy and the birth of him and, and, and where, you know, like right now we're seeing how bad Plagueis is, but like, we all know there's a greater evil after him, you know, I, I think that's probably the angle here. And so to get back to your question, I think that if we ever do get to that Palpatine, original story um i think what happens is palpatine gets introduced early in a different or late in a different show oh kills hmm. plagueis and then that kicks off season one episode one of palpatine no plagueis and he's like now i'm i think i'll i think i'll get political like that's the plan. He wasn't that before, but after he kills Plagueis, then he's like, I think I could make some changes. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's an interesting idea. I think I, what I like from what you said was t- the tie-ins planting seeds through characters via the success. Well, hopeful success of the acolyte. We hope it's good. It looked good from the footage mm-hmm. we saw at celebration. Ahsoka looked like the worst thing they showed us. <laughs> and now I'm like, right. it's the best thing you've done so far. So now yeah. I have unfortunate high expectations for skeleton crew. Acolyte, and and you know, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, where I'm a little lost on what you said was, I don't know if there's enough meat on the bones to kick off a Palpatine series where he's entering like these, the political foray. Uh, Cause where, to whom and what does he do evil things? Um, I don't want it to be like a, like just a, a you know, get it, getting into politics so he can start his big plan in the Phantom Menace. So I almost feel like you need to have the Plagueis thing in the Palpatine series to give it that arc where he's the apprentice and he's being taught by, Plagueis and maybe even abused by Plagueis in a way that Palpatine abused Vader, you know, use his insecurities against him, manipulate him. But the difference is Palpatine is just a little smarter than that. And he figures out a way to, to take him down. And, you know, maybe there's a moment where we see him first discover his power of the use of the force lightning. And it's in a big moment, Uh, you know, he gets pushed to this brink and we almost like, root for that as we're watching because we know that oh it's palpatine becoming palpatine yeah you know mm-hmm. even though he's the ultimate villain he's still going to be that story's protagonist which isn't always that doesn't always mean they're a good person just means they're the lead main character of the show so i almost feel like you gotta have Plagueis in the story for palpatine if you do a Pal- uh, palpatine series but i do like yeah, what you I- said about let's maybe start uh like overlapping a little bit from, you know, Acolyte or something else into that. I still I, like, I don't know. I, I'm not great with words. 
<laughs> so I'm struggling to try to kind of get this idea that I have across this character, uh, like how I'm picturing this character and how this show would be. Because um, while I think Palpatine is important in getting, the, you know, the, like how are you going to do, I'm sorry, Plagueis, how are you going to do Palpatine without showing his Plagueis? I think Plagueis was part of the Acolyte story and all that. I think so. You close that up and then you start with this new thing. I think I, I still have this idea that this character is like, okay, so he's a kid, right? And he stole a he stole a candy bar or something like that. He didn't steal the candy bar because his parents are poor and they can't afford it and he's hungry and you have this like uh empathy for him and he's just trying to feed himself, you know. He steals it because he lusts after it. He wants it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's good he's fun to watch him pull the prank pull the trick um he tricks the the uh the shop owner you know what i mean this is dumb uh, the candy bar scenario but i'm just trying to make it plain and simple but he pulls a fast one on the guy and he says some witty words and the guy gets confused and he gets it he does a transaction and the kid and then the kid's walking down the street and he's got the candy bar and it's like that kid just totally what a bad kid like he totally just ripped off that guy (laughs) and he did it for nothing more than the sheer pleasure of manipulating the other guy so that he can get what he wanted and but it was fun to watch you know i think that when you get to when you get to older palpatine 25 years after having learned what he learned or having had good just gone through with the plagueis stuff i think then it's interesting he is now the whole world of politics to him and he starts manipulating and and blackmailing all these people around him and it's fun to watch and some and kills them you know what i mean definitely putting him in the position where he says Hey, you either do this for me or I'll kill you. And the person is like, I'm not going to do it. And then he's like, kill you, (laughs) you know? And he's like, I'll come up with a different plan. And it's just like, it's fun to watch because he's Palpatine and he's evil sort of for the sake of being evil. But you, you're, you're sort of in a weird way, you're sort of, you know where he's going to go and you're sort of rooting for him to get to that point. Cause you're like, I know this exactly. guy's going to make it up yeah. to be, eventually yeah. he's going to be a Senator and they just right. make it out to be like, he, that's his ultimate goal. Like I want to be a Senator and he uses people all the way up to that point. And again, like the, the, the relationship with Plagueis to me is not so much like he's preyed upon by Plagueis. Like, Oh, he, you know, this would be a good tool that I could manipulate. I mean, maybe that's what Plagueis is thinking. But to me, Palpatine's view on Plagueis is that dude's cool. That dude does, you know, uh, he's even worse than I am. He could teach me to get more money, you know, Um, in the same way that like a kid might think someone who's smoking is cool. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, yeah, no, you're not supposed to do it. It's just cool because whatever. Plagueis could be this guy that just sort of like has the ability to open doors for him. And he's like, yes, like teach me. I don't care if it's bad or not. I want to learn what you know, teach me those things. And um, a lot of that is going to be, I mean, I know he's a powerful force user and stuff. So some of that stuff would be training you know, lightsaber style and stuff. So that gets interesting. But that's why I think like when you get into, like he already learned that stuff from Plagueis. That's the stuff he learned in the other shows. This 
new show is Palpatine, political Palpatine, and it's and it's he's different now. He's like in in front of everybody, he's he's oh yes, I think we can do it. You would be a great person to do it. But then like behind the doors, he'd be like, if you don't do this, I'll kill you and I'll kill your family and all this, you know. And you're like, dang man, that guy's crazy. It, yeah. He, Are you feeling this at all? Like a, a little bit. I don't know. Like I would be a little fearful of the too much focus on the political stuff with a Palpatine series, as opposed to um, the true Palpatine, like the Sidious Palpatine. Um, mm. I want to see his mask. I want to see the public facade, but I really think we got a lot of a huge taste of that in the prequels, especially Phantom Menace. Um, so I'm a little torn. Yeah. Ultimately, if they want to span time, um, like say, um, like Andor's doing, but stretched out more. So not like one year, two year, three year, four year, but maybe like, these three episodes are these five years. These next three episodes take place oh, gotcha. 10 years after that. These next three take up after that. And they could even split them up. Act one, act two, act three. Because we've seen Star Wars do chapters with Mandalorian, parts with Obi-Wan Kenobi, parts with Ahsoka. Maybe act one, part one, act two, and make it almost feel Shakespearean. Uh, yeah, with, to with be fair. If, if, if like, say I'm wrong, like, let's just throw out my whole concept of how they would do it. Forget the Acolyte stuff. The Acolyte is a series. It, they do the one season. It was great. And then it's just, that's it. This is just the Palpatine show. Let's go with that. 100%. I think, like, you have Plagueis and Palpatine, and then it's, like, some political stuff. But then, like, behind the scenes, there's obviously, like, the dark dealings and dark deeds. And um, there's the, the Sith aspect of that show. Uh, going back and forth. Yeah. I, yeah. I do. I do think it's important to show that stuff. I just, in, in, in my understanding, I'm like, well, I'm sort of putting that stuff over there in, you know, that other show or where they were leading up to. Cause Plagueis was the big bad over there. Um, and you can do but, both. You can, you can like say yeah. we, we all need a better understanding of the Sith and the acolyte offers that to us. And that, is a nice appetizer of us feeling even better about like our knowledge of the dark side, our knowledge of the Sith. And then we can go to the Palpatine series with all that knowledge ingrained in us. I just, from, um, from a storytelling perspective and a public perception and marketing perspective, I would be a little confused if they were to use that big, that big egg they have, that big story egg they have of the Plagueis thing and use it not in the series called Palpatine, I would scratch my head at that a bit. Because then it's like, oh, I want to, yo, oh, they're, they're making a series about Palpatine? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go watch that. I want to hear how he killed his master and stuff. And then you're like, wait, I, that happens in another series that's not his series? Then what happens in his series? So I just can't imagine them doing that. And that's why I think I have a hard time grasping it. But I think what you're saying in terms of the political stuff can be also be a part of the series because let's be honest, some of these series, if you look at them, could be 
like a chunk of a theatrical film if they cut it down and trim the fat on them. So if you have that room to play with and you're able to tell a lot of uh, fill in a lot of that story, Palpatine's one character you could definitely do that with. He's untapped and there's two sides to him. There's a Jekyll and Hyde, but he's aware of both Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> so it could be a very interesting thing, which could also you could also tiptoe around a potential cat and mouse thing like early on. I know they weren't wise to him in the prequels, so I'm not saying the Jedi, but maybe there's someone else who just for some reason sees what nobody else sees. And that is something I noticed uh, in Dexter. They did that. You brought up Dexter before. There was one cop who just didn't have a good vibe about Dexter because Dexter, Dexter works for the police force. He does um, blood spatter analysis because who knows better mm-hmm. than a killer. And there was one cop who was always like, there's something about you. I just, I don't know what it is. I'm going to find out. I, that would be an interesting thing too. Introduce a new character. They don't have to be a Jedi or anything, but they just like, they're on him a little bit. And maybe they're his like last victim before he runs for Senate. There's just a lot of different things they could do. And the, right. more we, the more we talk about it, the more I'd be shocked if they don't do this. Not what I'm not what I'm saying. I'm not saying like, oh, I'm writing the story right. for you. But just in general, doing a Palpatine story, uh, I think people, I, even people who are tired of Palpatine would say like, well, if we're going back, I can be on board for that. Right. And I definitely hear you when you say like, I'm a little hesitant when you say you have, you have a show that's leaning on the politics. Like I, I hear that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this show is going to lean on the politics of Star Wars. It's yeah. Palpatine. It's like, Our main uh, villain, that yeah. might be bad. But my, my thought on it is like that world where you're like, describing all of your different shows you're like oh well mandalorian's kind of like a western and like um and then ahsoka's kind of like a samurai and then like Andor, that's like political uh espionage sort of thing like um you know it's like all these shows sort of have different tones uh just a little bit um and what i'm getting out of this is like this could be a show that could appeal to an audience that um like i i i don't know like like a like a like a big short or something you know what i mean there's something like to the 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 that aspect of like how they're talking and how they're moving up the ranks like um i always forget the um the name of the show that we always talk about with the the has the great uh succession like a, another show where it's sort of like the success of your company and like how they're making deals and stuff like that. That's intriguing to people. There's drama in that. And if you were somehow able to like bring that into star Wars in a way where it's obviously still connected to the dark side of the force being like something that's sort of driving the, the um, desire to, to be at the top uh, and how they're managing to, it's not like, uh, like a gangster movie where you're holding the guy over the cliff, you know what I mean? You're like choking him by his neck, you know, and the, like lifting him off the ground. It's that type of stuff where like behind closed doors, you're threatening him in that, those ways. I think that um, there is, there's a show in that, that sort of has a different tone. Um, but I, but I do think you're right that the, the more we're talking about it, it does feel very tangible. Um, it feels like something people, would want to see um and it kind of gets me excited for the idea of it yeah and there's the fact that canonically he's 
I guess, born on Naboo, which is interesting because then, you know, they'd have to bring Naboo back, um, which is not uh, probably not the easiest um, unless they did more like live on location filming. But I mean, they're bringing Coruscant to life. I think like they can manage. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Um, But then also like he, he, I I imagine he doesn't roll with Plagueis on Naboo the whole time. So he must be going to these, you know, dark side planets and and that sort of thing. So there's going to be other locations that we've been waiting to, to explore more or for the first time. So that element exists too. Because I think we all felt like, what was missing about Boba Fett? What was flat about Boba Fett? It's like, well, they didn't really leave Tatooine. It felt very claustrophobic. Right. Um, and I think you had said that. You were like, I, I, I can't believe we have a Boba Fett show and we're just on Tatooine the whole time. <laughs> I could see season one being on Naboo and it's interesting because we've never seen Naboo before. But then season two, he he uh, decides to tour Europe. You know what I mean? He like leaves, goes on these adventures and kind of, you know, gets more involved in other planets, other locations, maybe even for season three, two, if they, if they, if it's a very successful show. Uh, but then, you know, you eventually go back to season four, the return to Naboo, the run for Senator and, you know, stuff like, um, I, I think it could be interesting to sort of bookend that show by being like, yeah, he was born on Naboo and last the first time we see him in Phantom Menace, he's 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 this political position on Naboo. So but it's like what happened in the middle? Well, he wasn't always there, you know. He started there, he left, he came back, you know. And one part of this that is probably um, probably almost has to be included that we haven't really talked about is that whole quest for immortality because he said that he learned that, um, that, that obsession from Plagueis. So I think that's important because I think it will, um, it will improve how people view the rise of Skywalker in a way. If you see, you know, Plagueis talking about the obsession of dark science and, you know, this, this mystical ability of, mm-hmm. you know, immortality, you know, my body is not my permanent place, you know, that sort of thing and have your, Alpha your spirit like, doesn't need to be locked to this body. You yeah, can, yeah. You can and, and have move from maybe, body to body. And he's like, yes. do you think we could really do that? You know? And, and it's like that all sets up like eventually his successes in cloning and being able to transport, out of his body into these right. like undead bodies and stuff. Yeah. Right. Because the precedent is there. It wouldn't be something that people could say like, Oh, look at Disney just creating this thing for Palpatine. He's like, no, watch revenge of the Sith. When he tell, tells Anakin that speech, he's talking about that right there, about the obsession mm-hmm. with, uh, using the dark side of the force to save people and to create life and all that. So it's all right there. So it's it, George Lucas wrote that. So, it's it's viable it has it has canonical legacy to it and i really think that that's something they could explore and in a legitimate way i think that would naturally help people come to terms with palpatine's end because he was always on the quest for that he wanted to rule the galaxy 
have the Sith dominate the galaxy. Uh, and then he wanted to do that forever. And seeing Palpatine, the start of that. Bucket list. And maybe, yeah. And, and, yeah and, and maybe the thing that Plagueis like sort of like really grabbed him and pulled him in was that idea. And then he passed that on to Anakin. And then here we are back to the it's poetry, it rhymes thing. I think there's something yeah. to this. And I, I, I would like to think that they're thinking about it. Um, and I know we're up on time, but for, for actors, I actually, the more I think about it, I don't want any like familiar actor playing Palpatine because I want to be able to, when I see that person on screen, say, that's Sheev Palpatine. That's not, right. you know, Tom Holland or, you know, whoever, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is uh, you didn't have any names that you thought like these are i i thought when you suggested it early on you're like maybe we'll talk a little bit about who we could fan cast and i was like oh so he's got some ideas but then your idea ended up being i don't have any ideas and i don't want to have any ideas yeah i mean the i know tom hiddleston people had always said like oh he'd be a great young palpatine but he's already in his 40s and he's doing he's loki Mm -hmm. i think people would see loki too much there um i agree do you have anyone in mind that you would think or no? Honestly, no, because I think like that demographic that you're looking for, like right now, whoever's going to get cast as this yike 25 year old Palpatine right now is like 15 or 17. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, it, it would, they yeah. would have to be in a couple things that is like, wow, that person is really good at what they're doing. Um, in those particular things. And I, th- I think like the, the casting for that person, like if we were to cast right now, we'd be casting a 25 year old and then we're wrong because that this is not going to happen for a while. Um, so I, I don't really have anybody, but I think based on what we, what I've learned about myself from Ahsoka being like, that feels like Sabine to me. That feels like Ezra to me because I've not seen those people in other shows, but then there's still this sort of like, that is Mary Elizabeth Winstead playing Hera. That is Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka. I see those actors as the characters. Um, So I think like what really is good is when you can sort of come, you can find that perfect casting that is unknown where that person can become that character um, like a, um, uh, like a Harry Potter or something like that. It's just a a kid. Like when you, when you cast that person, you're like, Oh my gosh, that's that person now. And then for years, like it's almost impossible for that person to break away from that character because just, nobody knew them and then they're in this big property as that character it's like yep that's palpatine um yeah i i agree with that and you know it even could be someone like depending on when they would do this even even if they're going to do it we're talking about like we hope they do but they could even get someone and film them at 30 and they could play like a 20 year old you know we've seen that uh you know felicity jones did that as as jenner so we've seen right um diego luna 43 years old playing a 28 year old or whatever. So, I mean, we've seen it. Um, so it could be someone around today, but I think, I think we're both in agreement that, um, and I imagine Lacey would be too. When you see Palpatine on screen, you don't want to see, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch, you know, you want to see 
whoever that is, I don't know. I don't know that face. So they are Palpatine. Who, who was the younger Palpatine um, from Rise of Skywalker? Matt Smith, the doctor. Matt Smith. Yeah, I, I know. I just I, think you know, like, he might even be. I think too old now. I know. I think people like that are just sort of out of the question because this show, to me, doesn't get greenlit for a while. Like, remember, right. it's like we heard about Ahsoka. <laughs> that was 2020. Uh, so imagine this show gets announced at Celebration in 2025. Well, it's going to be 2028 before it gets released. And if you're 25 and 2028, that means you were born in the year 2000. I guess I guess that's like 23 now. I don't know. I'm still think I'm still picturing this person younger. I actually the the thing about that scenario is that I pick I I'm saying that's even if it's right around the corner. <laughs> I'm still thinking oh, the show yeah. is even right. further than 2028. Um so the that would push the actor even younger today. Um that's true. One final thing I have for this this show is I think it's very interesting that our conversation um has been sort of led by the fact that we both did not read the James Lucino novel because I feel like if either of us had read it, we would be sitting here going, how would I bring that story into live action? And I have a feeling that when it comes to the uh, may, may or may not exist story group, <laughs> you know, or whatever, when when they want this idea I think they they don't the writers of those of these TV shows and stuff are they may or may not know some stuff about canon or old EU canon. I think they're just being brought in to pitch like There's what no they think would be a good canon. show. <laughs> you know, I know, I know. You know what I mean though. I, I don't think That's they're gonna get somebody I don't think they're going to get somebody to bring that book to life, but I think what they're going to do is they're going to um, let somebody tell their story of what they picture as a young Palpatine because there is no canon material currently. Um, and if there is like little here and there things, then maybe they'll punch it up. And maybe they might, you know, tie a couple things of like this. It was, you know, in the old stuff, it was sort of like this. So maybe we could do something like that. But at the end of the day, they don't want to handcuff the creators and say, Nah, this isn't enough like that Palpatine novel that we did in Legends, uh, you know, however many years ago, 20 some years ago. Yeah. So I think that our conversation is very similar to like a writer's room around this story, too. Like they would be like, this is how I see Palpatine. And then and then let the the producers kind of like handcuff them where they need to be handcuffed, but really like let them do what they want to do with this character at this time frame. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, cause it's hard to say because, you know, with Thrawn, they just brought back the writer and he wrote new books. I, I'm not saying they're going to call up James Lucino and be like, Hey, let's, let's get this going again. Uh, and that, again, that was books to books. So they could borrow nuggets from it. Some things you would have to, because, you know, Plagueis, um, mm-hmm. but either way, just the idea of it, um, sounds exciting to me and it's something I would love to see them do. So we'll see if it happens. Um, but we want to know what you all think, you know, mm-hmm. let us know what you think. Do you want to, 
you know, does this discussion make you want to see more of that idea? Uh, less? Um, do you want to see Palpatine at all? Rising to power, you know, killing Plagueis, seeing the live action version of that story that Palpatine told Anakin in, uh, at the theater in Rise, uh, Rise of Skywalker, in Revenge of the Sith. Um, let us know. <laughs> Going to raves and experimenting with LSD. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> let us know in the comments. Hit us up uh, if you're a patron in the chat on Discord, of course. We'll talk about that there, as always. And uh, just thank you for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. Uh, and speaking of patrons, <laughs> we have to do a, a big shout out to our generals and spice runners over there in the base, starting with General Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Nick Kratz, Chris Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Aaron Ellington, Colin Cormier, Jolton Jedi DiMaggio, Diana and Dave Hornack, and our spice runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Michael Fry, and the Fort Worthian. All of our patrons, all of our listeners, all of our watchers, you're all part of the TRB family and community, and we thank you all so much for keeping this one of the best places in the fan galaxy, in this galaxy or any galaxy far, far away. Uh, James, where can people hit you up? Um, Mostly on X, but also on Instagram. If you uh, see a post you like, Give it one of those hearts and maybe leave a comment there. But on both places, at Myra Trunks. All right. And Lacey is at Lacey Gillerin. Uh, it's Lacey, uh, at Lacey Gillerin on all the platforms except TikTok. She's, uh, it's Lacey Gillerin. And for me, uh, at Johnny Hoey on uh, all those social media apps. And uh, mm-hmm. my movie podcast is called Just Like the Movies. Uh, we are putting out our next episode on Boogie Nights, I believe, tomorrow. Um, wild, wild movie. Uh, but yeah, just like the movies, check us out if you like talking about old movies. Uh, and for us, we'll be back with you for the finale of Ahsoka, for now anyway. Part 8, Wednesday night, 8.30 East, right here. YouTube.com slash At The Resistance Broadcast. And of course, on your favorite podcast app, which if you are a listener on Spotify or Apple, please leave us a five-star rating or a review or whatever you prefer, because that helps us show up in searches. And we've been noticing it. People are finding us there and showing up and it means a lot to us. So thank you. Uh, James, anything else? That's it. All right. We will see you all next time with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids.